What's up, everybody? We are officially past the halfway point of the high school football season. It's crazy. Somebody's going to be raising a trophy before we know it. But in today's episode, we go through and we highlight some leaders in statistical categories, both offense and defense in the state uh, to this point in the season. So it's a lot of fun. This is the UPR podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's UPR podcast. I am Jason Nelson. Along me, side me, as always, is uh, JB, Mr. Jason Ballard. Jason, Jason, I can't believe I just called you that. It's so weird to hear me say that. It's just JB. <laughs> JB, how you doing this week, man? It's the Jason and Jason show, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm, uh, as always, I'm pumped to be here. We're about halfway through the season, uh, and, uh, and, the second half is always a little bit more fun, a little bit more on the line. So I'm excited to break down a few of these games with you. Yeah, I mean, it's regions are starting to get fun, starting to uh, get some really fun matchups uh, across the board. So uh, this week's uh, episode will be fun. We'll uh, uh, pick six games are all really good this week. Um, each week we're really starting to get some good games. So um, And then we'll talk – um, since it is a mid season, um, halfway through there, a little bit halfway, more than halfway through, everybody's been kind of coming out with their, uh, mid season reviews and that type of thing on kids, players, that type of thing. So we thought it would be fun to actually, uh, recognize some kids, talk some of the state's leaders in, the six, a five, a and four, a classifications. Um, and, uh, like I said, we'll obviously do the pick six, uh, but first we'll talk about um, the game that we actually went to last week. Uh, our game of the week was actually the um, uh, Dixie Snow Canyon game. And it looks like from the looks of it, it looks like it was a great game. It came down to, I believe it looked like it was a two point conversion. I don't know if it was a missed extra point. I think Dixie might've missed the extra point early and then had to actually come down, come back and um, chase that two point conversion. It looks like they didn't get it in the end to tie it to, maybe sending it overtime because it was ended up being a 35-33 ball game. But that was definitely uh, a really big game, especially in that region down there. I think that's the, kind of got the three-way trifecta between um, Pineview, Dixie, and Snow Canyon. Snow Canyon and Pineview actually play this week, uh, which will be a really good game. But, um, but yeah, that looked like a, a decent game or a decent matchup down there. It's too bad that we can't, you know, they're so far away because there's some really good teams and, and good programs down there to, to watch. Yeah, that, uh, like you said, that one sets up a really fun one this week uh, with, with Snow Canyon and Pineview that we'll get into a little bit. Uh, but both teams 4-0 in region now, so it sets up a really fun matchup this week. Uh, just looking, obviously we weren't down at that one, uh, but looking at the the box score got to give some love to Brett and stone for the warriors had two thirty seven on the ground with, with a touchdown. So wow. he, uh, huge part of that snow Canyon win. anytime somebody rushes for, for over, over 200 yards, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty impressive stuff. So, uh, wish we could have been there to see it, but, but that's, uh, that's some impressive stuff by Brett and stone. Yeah, and depending on what happens in 4A, I mean that that could be they could meet again some somewhere along um, the line in the uh, in the state playoffs because if you look at it right now, obviously Canyon Corner or excuse me, um, Snow Canyon's up at the top, 
at number two, but then Dixie's 12. So, you know, I think Dixie might be a little bit better than 12. Mm -hmm. uh, so they could, you know, depending on what that seed looks like, they could meet, that could be a quarterfinal, semifinal matchup again, which would be fun to see. Um, but the game we actually went to, ended up going to, was uh, we went to that Tintview Lehigh game. Uh, and both of those teams, that Region 7 is a really good region. They're really deep. I think those top four teams, Orem, Tintview, Alta, and Lehigh are four really good football teams. And and uh, it was a good game. I mean, Tintview was kind of doing what we thought that we'd start to do. Once they got into 5A, they'd just start kind of doing their thing, dominating people, pushing people around up front. Uh, a couple of takeaways that I had was one that Lehigh is a good football team. Uh, they're really well coached. Uh, you know, their head coach is uh, Ed Larson coached it. I mean, believe it or not, way back in the day. Um, he was actually, when I was at snow college, he was actually the offensive coordinator at, uh, at snow college. And then I think, oh, he, yeah. Yeah. And then he went to Rick's and he was at Dixie. Um, so he, he's coached at a very high level. Um, great offensive mind. They've got a D1 quarterback uh, in Cooper, uh, D1 tight end, uh, D1 offensive lineman. So, I mean, they, they're they they're a good football team offensively. And Tempe's defense was just smothering. I mean, they were I, – I mean, I just felt they were just – they were dominant. Um, when they bring Logan uh, Fanu off the edge and rush him, man, he's just – I think he had four or five sacks and that one that we were standing there, I think you made the comment where he came across where Cooper was rolling out to the left and he came from that weak side and um, ran him down from behind. It looked like, it looked like a cheetah, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> running down a gazelle. I mean, it was, I mean, he's yeah. so, he's so, I mean, he's long, he's, you know, he's six, three, he's long, he's athletic, he's fast. Um, and he, he was all over the field and they, they could not block him. Um, and that's what I mean. Lehigh is a, a good, you know, offensive team and they were just in the backfield all night. I mean, their front seven was just getting pressure. I, you know, that Cooper kid was running for his life. Um, but, uh, but I, I, you know, the one thing that I, I do think is, Timby's defense is just that good. I mean, yeah. Um, but I do think as good as their defense is, I think that their offense is still coming along, still trying to, you know, figure it out. I mean, against some of the the smaller five A teams, I think that they'll they'll be able to you know do what they do because they're so big up front. And they'll just be able to run the football on them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when they start to get deep in the state tournament, that might be, you know, their Achilles heel that what kind of holds them back, but. Uh, but Lehigh was a good football team too, man. They, they, their middle linebackers an absolute, he's a stud. He's a tackling yeah. machine. I mean, you made the comment as he walked out and that's, that's an athlete right there. Every bit, six, three, two twenty, two thirty, 230, um, averaging 15. We'll talk about him later, but 15 yeah. tackles a game. Uh, he was, he was all over the field. Um, but you know, it just wasn't enough to be, was just too big, too physical, Lehigh's a, I think they're a good football team. I think they could definitely make some noise in the state tournament, depending on what their draw is and, and where they end up in the RPI. They're sitting eight right now, um, one ahead of Timpview. Uh, so Tim, Lehigh's eight, Timpview's nine, um, and we'll see how that plays out. But uh, but definitely was a fun game. It's always fun to watch Timpview play just because they have so many athletes, uh, and you know that they're all – a lot of D1 kids. There was a lot of D1 kids on that field. I feel like every game we go to now these days, there's just D1 talent all over the field on yeah. you know, both sides wherever we go. So that makes it even more fun. But uh, 
those are kind of my thoughts. What did what did you take away from from that game on Friday? Yeah, I think we we touched on it a little bit last week. We, me and you both, I think this whole year have kind of been. We were just we were just shocked that that Tim Few was had like dropped out of some of some of these like five A rankings from different uh, from different like publications that that because they they kind of started off with a few losses to some really good six A teams that all of a sudden their their uh, that record dropped them out of all, all consideration and all these rankings. Some, some top twenties. I mean, they were out of. I mean, out of some top twenty, top twenty five. Yeah. I can't believe that you know Timby's not a top twenty team in the state. There's no right. way. And yeah, me and you both have, have said, like, listen, the majority of teams in the state of Utah start with that schedule, and they're starting zero and three. So it's nothing to, nothing to get too worried about. And and I think this game kind of, kind of spoke to that exact that exact fact that, I mean, that defense is just it's <laughs> overwhelming. You could tell that. That uh, old Cooper back there, he just – it seemed like the, the entire night he had zero time to do anything. I mean, yeah. every time – seemed like every time he dropped back, he was, he was having to scramble. He was having to step up in the pocket. He was getting flushed out. He just had no time to, to, to sit there and make a decision on, on where to throw the football. And I think that was the difference in the game. It was – I think it was a 28-14 game, but yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, it didn't even feel that close. I thought – Well, it was, thought, at one point it was 28 nothing, and then yeah. they, they got those two touchdowns late. And so, yeah, no, I felt the same way. I just felt like Tim Bue kind of dominated that, you know, that game. It's, you know, they kind of remind you of, you know, back when Alabama first started to be Alabama and they would just, mm-hmm. you know, they'd beat you 20, you know, 21 to seven or 28 to 14, but it felt like it was 56 to 14, just the way right. how big and physical they were. Um, Tippy's kind of that same way. They're just, man, they're, they're, they're just big and they're, you know, they're just, they just have athletes all over and Lehigh had, had athletes too. I mean, you know, they, they're, they're a good football team and that was the first time yeah. we got a chance to watch them play this year. And, and, and I was, I mean, I was impressed with them. Like I said, yeah. I mean, they're very good offensively. I think that, you know, they're playing Tim. They're I personally, I think Tim used the, you know, first or second best team in, in five a. So when you, you play right. them, you know, you, you figure that that's what's going to happen, but you put Lehigh up against some of these other teams and, and um, you know, they, they probably fare pretty well against them. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, how the RPI shakes out. And, you know, if, um, Lehigh uh, moves up. Uh, they got a tough one uh, this week too against Alta, which Alta is a really good football team as well. Mm-hmm. So this is another game that we'll be talking about um, a little bit, uh, a little bit later on. So, but yeah, I think we're agreeing that Tempe is definitely a top two or three team in five A, and they have every good shot to, you know, make it to um, the state championship again, and uh, and play for that state title and get a little redemption, hopefully for them. Um, so we, we thought it would be fun on Twitter this week. Everyone's kind of come out with their midseason reviews and rankings and, you know, just giving kids uh, a lot of love. So we thought that it would be fun to kind of do the same thing and, and just talk some of the state leaders across the state, each classification, because uh, like we, we talk each week, I mean, the talent level 
in Utah is just, is just rising and it just keeps getting better and better. And it's, it's all over, man. I mean, you get, um, you know, a lot of these kids that are, um, I mean, I, I feel like Utah has, you know, been known for front seven kids, um, Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's just kind of what we do. We just, you know, it's just a factory now. And I think everyone's kind of starting to figure that out, but I, I think that, um, I actually tweeted out yesterday, you know, I, I said, don't sleep on the skilled kids in Utah because they're definitely on the come up. I mean, you're, you're starting to get some, a lot of love from two, four, seven shouted out the underclassmen quarterbacks uh, that are in the state. Um, you've got uh, the Snowden kid from Sky Ridge, the DB. He picked up an, I only a sophomore and picked up a Oregon state offer yesterday um yeah so um i mean those are i mean that's a pac-12 offer that's a big time offer um and those are those are skill kids so you know you've got um cody hagan and and all those guys you know they're all i mean it's it's just they're starting to come up and so it's 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 good to see and so it's it's fun to kind of recognize some of these kids and so um we thought it'd be fun to just kind of, you know, t- talk about a few of them as we go at the top, you know, um, kind of looking at, at just the overall 6A, I feel like, you know, everyone talks about region four and how good they are and, and they are as ad- advertised, but I think that there's a lot of other kids, um, especially up in that region one, there's, a, there's some, there's some skill kids up there that are, that are really good. I mean, if you, you kind of look at, if you look at the state, um, as far as 6A goes, uh, for for rushing touchdowns, you've got Spencer Ferguson up at Davis, who's an absolute stud. So he's he's got he's leading the state. Well, he's he's tied at 12 with your your boy out at K Town, um, oh, yeah. with with 12 touchdowns. And then right behind them is Parker Kingston, the quarterback at um, at Roy. I mean, I, man, that kid's. I think he goes for almost two bills on the ground every game. I mean, you give him a whole seam and, and it's a house call. Um, East running back, um, Anami, he's, he's a stud too. That kid is big and he's fast. And I watched him last year against American Fork and he, man, he's so awesome. And then for how big Jackson Dart is, that kid can move. Dude, he's I mean, just smooth. He's kind of, He's kind of like that uh, sneaky, quick fastball that yeah. just gets on, that gets on <laughs> you, and you're just like, hey, "This guy just beat me." What are you talking about here? When you're uh, when you're in the on deck circle, you're licking right. your chops, but you get right. to the plate, and it just gets by you before you. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, you look at him; he's a big kid. I mean, he's oh, yeah. like talking before he before we got on. He's every bit six three, two ten, two fifteen. He's not a small kid, mm-hmm. and he, he is. I mean, he just he just moves and um. And he he ran all over um, Lone Peak, um, but yeah, he's he's got nine rushing touchdowns. And then Roy, I mean, they just pound it. Izzy Gordon, he's got nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKay Hillstead, showing that he's a, a dual threat kid. He's uh, he's got eight. So um, and then man, I I don't know why people don't. And I I've I've kind of been showing him some love on Twitter, but I'm. I'm going to bang the table for Chance Trujillo. I think he's a dude. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. is. 
dude. Like he, you look, he looks the part. Like you know what I mean. Like when you see him on the styling, like yeah, that's what a quarterback looks like. I mean, he's right. six, six four. Probably, I mean, he's got to be close to two hundred. Um, athletic, can move, run. He made a throw in that Roy game, so he rolled right. They had uh, Spoot in the in the slot on the left, and he came. He ran a, a post as he uh, rolled right. He threw it across his body as he's rolling right and threw it, you know, about 40, 50 yards in the air to speak for a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, wow, that was, uh, that was pretty impressive. You know, anytime you're making throws on the run like that, um, I was impressed. And I, man, if I was a school, I would definitely take a flyer yeah. on Chad Hill. I think he's I mean, a dude. He, yeah, he's one of those kids. He's, he's top 10 in rushing touchdowns right now and top five in passing touchdowns. So, I mean, it seems like, it seems like there's a few, of those uh, those dual threat guys, Jackson's in that same conversation. McKay is in that same conversation. Um, you got a couple of those dudes that are not only a couple of those quarterbacks that are not only slinging it around, but but uh, doing it with the legs too, which is which always makes it a little bit tougher for a defense to to be able to defend that kind of offense. I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because if you look at it. Um... You know, I think that's just kind of what, I mean, hate to say it, but, you know, Urban Meyer comes to town and I feel like as soon as he came to town and started coaching at the University of Utah, all the high schools that were running that uh, skyline, running the wishbone, the veer, Uh the T, all switched to the spread. (laughs) And then it just, and then just over, you know, the last, you know, 15, however long when he was here, 20, almost, you know, 15 years, it's just evolved into, you know, these read options. And now you look at the NFL and that's, you know, that's the NFL is a product of what the college and high school ranks are pushing out. And right. every, you know, I mean, if you start to look at it more and more, the NFL level is more read option kids, mm-hmm. you know, guys that can move. And, and there are some, definitely some really good, uh, um, you know, dual threat guys that, that can run, but um, Izzy Gordon's, I mean, he's a, he's a really good, he's a stud. I mean, he, like I said, he could roll out of bed and get you a buck 50. Um, he's, he's a stud. Um, trying to think, uh, who else was on there that I want, that I was looking at? Um, oh, Rex Connors at, uh, I mean those Connor twins, but man, those guys are defensive guys, but man, they're, they're, they can run the football too. Um, and one that I, and, th- and this was probably going to, I think this would, this kid, I think this might actually end up hurting corner Canyon a little bit, but Austin bell, I mean, if he was healthy and yeah. torn his ACL, I, I noticed that a little bit that, you know, that they missed him a lot against Lone peak that he, you know, Jackson probably had to run the ball a little bit more than they'd like to, cause they didn't really hand it off at all. And I know that if Austin bell was healthy, he'd probably be up at the state, you know, the top of the list here in, in rushing touchdowns. And, um, cause I mean, he's a D one kid. He's committed to, uh, I think, I believe he's committed to Utah state, he, but you know, losing that kid to a kid like that to an ACL really hurt you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, y- you can only imagine that. I mean, you look at the numbers and, and the scores of some of those games that they're having right now. And you can only imagine if, uh, if they had a back, like, like Bell back there that they could turn and hand it off to every once in a while, how much that would just, how much more that would open it up for them. And, and I mean, cause if you want to, if you want to get the passing game going first, you got to get the running game going just so defenses 
yeah. have to respect it and can't just uh, and can't just load the box on you. So I mean, I can only imagine the points they'd be putting up. That's a that is a, a tough loss, but I mean they've been they seems like they haven't skipped a beat from, uh, yeah. from when he went down. They've just been. It almost seems like like those touches that uh, that Bell would have got. They've just kind of given them to the dart now as yeah. as like a just a designed run for him, and he's been. Yep. He's been awesome, and and I mean, we watched that uh, that game against Lone Peak, who I think is one of the better defenses in the state, and it was it seemed like every time he he did that, he took that little draw. It was ten, twelve, yep. fifteen yards of pop, which is running right by, right behind Jackson Light, man. They would just he yeah. would just part part <laughs> the Red Sea, pancake his guy, and then Jackson Dart would just kind of read: Do I go left? Do I go right? And, right. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty yards later, you know, you finally chasing him down making a tackle i mean that was to me that was in that game that was the biggest adjustment because in that first quarter you know because i was like i actually went to it so i was standing there i mean when john henry daly got that safety in the end zone i was literally standing you know a couple feet away the referee Mm -hmm. turned to me and goes where was your camera he goes you're standing right here i was like i got caught i got caught watching um (laughs) but um but they i mean they were they were kind of getting after him a little bit yeah well peak was out of sync a little bit i think in that first quarter um and then, you know, they go into halftime, come out, make those adjustments, and then it was just – and they just made that adjustment, neutralized that pass, that that pass rush, and just started running the football, and and that was a wrap. But, um, I mean, Spencer Ferguson, he's leading the state in rushing too. I mean, in six, or leading a 6A in rushing with 1,096 yards, averaging about 56 a game. And then your boy, Naki, out at Kearns, is right there behind him at 980 buck 40 a game and then you've got izzy gordon back to back actually you got izzy gordon 965 137 a game and then you know right behind him is his quarterback uh parker kingston at 666 yeah uh 95 a game and then right after that's jackson dart um jeter fenton uh from uh, sky ridge uh and then um desmond few from granger but um but yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems like to me, it's a lot of the same names, um, you know, talking about the, the same guys, but I mean, it's just kind of how it is. And, and um, you know, when you, when you start talking quarterbacks, um, a lot of these quarterbacks are, you know, not only are they running uh, for yards, but they're also throwing for it. I mean, um, it's, Roy's interesting to me because they they run the football a lot. I mean, and they I mean, and then you throw Kate Harris in there too, and because you know he's a stud. He he averages mm-hmm. close to 150 200 yards all purpose every game, and right. and that, that three headed monster with Izzy Parker and uh, and Cade. I mean, they're they're kind of a force to be reckoned with, and they just I mean between the two of them, I mean three of them, they're probably close to two thousand yards rushing on the season. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. Uh... I'm excited to see them get out of region one and, and kind of see how they match up with some of these other regions and, uh, and just take those skill guys and, and, and line them up against some of these other teams and see, uh, see how they do. Cause I mean, like you said, man, when you have, when you have your running back and your quarterback right there in the top five or six in, in rushing stats. Um, and then you have a guy on the outside like Kate Harris and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, like, and they've got they've got the big boy uh, Titan. Uh, dang, I can't remember his name. It's a fun name. I think his first name's Titan. 
mm-hmm. but he's having a really good year. So they've got some weapons and, and, uh, and they've kind of emerged as that, that favorite in number one or in region one. And I'm excited to see them match up with like a, maybe like a Kearns or, or even like yeah. a Bingham or, or yeah. a PG uh, or something. PG, someone in region four. Yeah. And kind of see how they, they, they hold up against some of those other regions. Cause man, you just on paper, they look really good. They've got some, some dudes that are putting up some, some incredible numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, state playoffs are going to be fun. I think in every single classification, uh, there's going to be yeah. some, some awesome mashups, but uh, move on to passing. Uh, you got some stud, you know, stud quarterbacks. Um, got in a conversation yesterday on Twitter, just about some of the different quarterbacks. And I mean, God, they're just so good. It's just the, the skill guys. I mean, so leading the state six, uh, a in passing, you've got uh, Maddox Matson. He's 24, 76 averaging three fifty three a game. Jackson darts right behind him at 2361, 337 a game. Um, but the one, that, the thing that you actually brought up, which I didn't even realize this until I looked at it. Um, Jackson dart has almost 125 less attempts than, yeah. than Maddox. And he's, you know, they're right there. I mean, yeah. So he's averaging 21.7 yards per throw. Um, and so that just speaks to just how explosive um, corner Canyon's offense is. Uh, and then right behind him, you've got uh, McKay Hillstead. I mean, he drops off about 700, 700 yards less, but still 1640, mm-hmm. uh, 234 a game. Um, and, and, you know, they he's only a sophomore. Um, and then you've got the the Sam Lovett from PG. He's only a sophomore. Um, and then my boy Chance Trujillo, who I feel like just doesn't get the love. I'm going to bang the yeah. table for him. <laughs> and even Jake Lindsley all the way up in Weber. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a good uh, – he's a good quarterback too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, you go on down the list and Parker's down there a little bit. Um, but, but those are kind of the leaders. And, and I think that region four, they just, they all run that spread. They like to spread you out five, four, five wide every play. And they, they like to throw it around the yard. Uh, obviously AF likes to really throw it, but um, quarter Canyon Skyridge like to, too. They're, they're probably a little bit more balanced, but um, you know, those are, those are kind of some of the, the dudes uh, as far as slinging the rock go um, yeah. in six day. I think it's uh, cause we've had for, I mean, since it feels like since like week one, we've had those, uh, those region four teams as basically like our top four, top five teams. Yeah. Um, and I think it's no coincidence. We know how, we know how important the quarterback position is in just in in the game of football in general especially when you once you start getting to to the high school level where yeah. where you you do start to really open things up and sling it around and and um kind of run that spread offense and i think it's no coincidence that four of the five uh top quarterbacks in the in the state of utah as far as passing yards per game go are are in that region for I mean Maddox, Jackson, McKay, and and Sam at PG. So, yeah, I think it's no coincidence, man. You you get somebody that can really sling it around and throw it, and and like I said a little bit earlier, when you can throw it, then it just opens up the running game, and your 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 running backs have more holes to work with, and I think mm-hmm. your offense is just that much smoother. So, I think it's no coincidence yeah. that that those those teams in Region Four, it seems like all have a, a elite quarterback and and i think that's a huge part of the reason that they're 
that that region is is the best football region in the state this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, because if you look at the passing touchdowns, I mean, Jack, we were talking about this before we got on. I mean, Jackson Dart's going to have – I mean, w- w- by the end of this season, he's probably going to throw for close to five – probably 5,000 yards, rush yeah. for 1,000 yards, throw for 50 touchdowns, and probably rush for 25, 20, 25 touchdowns. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, seriously. Um, so he's got 31, averaging four and a half a game. And then right behind him is Maddox Madison. He's got 30. And then it drops off a little bit. But, you know, McKay Hillstead still has 22. So he's, you know, pushing 30 touchdowns between rushing and passing. And then my boy, Chance, Trujillo's uh, fourth there at 17. And then, like I was saying, Jake Lindsley up at Weber, he's got 12. Um, I think they've offensively, I think Weber has some, you know, we know that they have uh, Devries up there, uh, but they've got some good skill guys. I feel like, I feel like region one has the skill guys. I just don't have, you know, the up front, the front seven kids right. uh, to be able to be able to do that. Um, right. But receiving touchdowns. I mean, if Jackson darts got 31, then that means that those counter corner cannery receivers have probably got a bunch and they do. So Noah cares leading the state with 12. And then, you know, right behind him, Cody Hagan's got nine. He had three last week against, uh, against, Lone Peak and in the first and the, on their first drive, I don't know if if you could see it on TV, but I was standing in the end zone and and there, it was a pretty bad hold. It was a PI. Um, mm-hmm. The kid grabbed him and they didn't call it, but he was it was just another route where he was wide open um, and he would have scored another touchdown if the kid hadn't kind of grabbed him um, yeah. as he was going. But that he would have had four touchdowns um, and, and Ben. I mean, it's just out of nowhere. And then you know our boy. I, I mean, I, I love Fisher Ingersoll. He's he's a dude. He's he's. He's um, he's second actually at ten, uh, tied with James Palmer at Skyridge. He's got ten as well. So um, and then Cody Hayden comes in at nine, and then David Spute, man, that kid, he's got eight, but he he can fly. He's he he's not only quick, but he's fast too. Um, that was one thing. Parker Kingston, Kate Harris, him up at that Davis, uh, Roy Davis game is how fast they're quick as they are fast. Because a lot of times you'll get kids that can run north and south so you know and then you got kids that can scoot that can they're shifty but they're maybe you know quicker than they are fast or right. you know faster than they are quick these kids are as quick as they are fast and they're really fun to watch um and then you've got uh one of the move-ins uh darius clemens he's got seven tds um weston covey uh, lone peak has seven um noah miyaki tied in there at af's got seven um, and so, I mean, you start to see some of these kids, Talmadge, I mean, that's the thing is Talmadge has seven, nine, 12. I mean, man, that's just a lot of touchdowns yeah. for, um, corner Canyon. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we've talked about it before. Some, I, it's, I think just as I think Jackson darts an incredible quarterback, but I think those receivers, man, just the, the speed and the routes that they run some of those balls, I'm like. I don't care who the quarterback is with, with them getting five yards separation. I, yeah. there's a lot of kids that could make that throw to them because they, those those receivers just seem to always be open and they, uh, yeah, and I think it shows with obviously with their, their touchdown numbers and, uh, I mean, I mean you get into to the receiving yards, and and they're not necessarily <clears throat> like the like all the tops of the state. I think Noah is leading the state in receiving yards. Yeah. But he so, is. Some of those other kids like Cody Hagan, he's a little bit farther, farther down the list, but 
if you just go for uh, like yards per reception, <laughs> like Cody Hagen, I'm pulling it up now. Cody Hagen's at 26 yards per catch, right. which, is, which is insane. Uh, Noah's at 21. Um, so a lot of those kids are just it's, they get yeah. so open and they they are just prone to those huge plays and they score quick, which is always always fun to watch. But I mean, on that same list, moving right into the receiving yards, you've got a lot of the same dudes, obviously, is the touchdown list. But David Spewed on there for, for Davis. Fisher's on there. Um, James Palmer from Sky Ridge is on there. So a lot of the same kids that are racking up those TDs are the ones. Uh, our boy Kate Harris is on there. He's He's uh he's about that almost at that 500 yards mark yard mark so he'll uh he'll probably be close to that thousand yard receiving uh, season which kind of which is kind of the uh, the goal I think for a receiver to kind of hit that that's kind of like the the milestone I think for uh for a lot of these wideouts is if you can get to that thousand mark thousand yards uh, receiving in a season I think that's something that not a lot of people can do so when you can achieve that I think it's some to be really, uh, really proud of if you can get to that mark. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that's kind of always been the benchmark, right? You know, you get a thousand yeah. yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. Right. I mean, back when you were a quarterback, it was 3,000. Now it's, you know, closer to four or 5,000 just because every, you know, the way everyone throws the ball. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but definitely, I mean, there's, there's just, I mean, it's just fun because there's just so much talent. And a lot of these kids go both ways too. Cause I mean, as you start to talk defense, um, you'll start to see some of these skill guys show up on the defensive side of the ball too. Um, you know, if you if you look at uh, on the defensive side, you've got um, uh, is it Jordan Fafea Fafea um, up at Syracuse leading the six A with thirteen almost fourteen tackles a game, and then Luke Durfee plays middle linebacker. He's number uh, he he was uh, all over in the middle there um, against. Uh, uh, corner Canyon that week. He's, he also, you know, they run him at fullback, uh, uh, short yard stuff. He'll come in and do the wildcat, but so you see him kind of go both ways, but you know, he's averaging 10, a tackle. Um, and then Daniel, uh, to a oh, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but, um, uh, from Westlake, I see he gets a lot of, he's, he's getting a few D one looks and, mm-hmm. and love on Twitter and stuff like that. And then, um, you probably know, uh, Omar, uh, is it Polanco? Out at Kearns, K Town. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at that. I don't know that I, I'm, I'm a couple of years out of the game because I used to be over there and uh, I used to actually work over there and stuff. So, I, uh, I think I've, I'm, I'm officially <laughs> rolled over. A couple over. years room. Yeah, so yeah, you rolled it's, over. It, it's all new blood in there uh, yeah. since I was there. So I don't know if I know Omar, but yeah, he's having, uh, he's having a hell of a year. It looks like, and that, yeah. that Kearns defense, man, they're. Uh, Jack Kelly, they're pretty Bossa, yeah. They are, they are good defensively. Well, uh, and then Harrison Target for Corner Canyon. He, he's a, he's a, he's fun to watch too. I mean, he was making, he was making some, some, uh, some plays uh, in that Lone Peak game. And then Spencer mm-hmm. Tatalui from uh, Pleasant Grove in the middle there. He's a, he's a stud too. I mean, they can, they, uh, they make, they just it's just fun to watch those kids in the middle. Cause they just, you know, they are just tackling machines. They just have a nose for the football um, and get after it. And then your boy, John Henry Daly. I mean, that kid's just, I mean, I, uh, so it was, 
it was funny because it was I don't know who it was. It was that uh, elite athlete TV or whatever it was. They they were doing a spotlight on on Jackson um, Light for uh, <laughs> Corner Canyon. He absolutely uh-huh. pancakes this kid uh, against <laughs> against um, uh, Lone Peak. But as as he's pancaking him because so they're showing the video on him breaking down what he's doing. You just see this like flash go across the screen. And I'm like, I said, I, and I tweeted out, I was like, I know that this is a, a clip about Jackson light. I, I, he's an absolute stud. Number one, number one ranked, um, uh, center in the country. But did y'all catch that flash that just that maroon flash that went past the, uh, <laughs> the screen? I said, that's John Henry Daly. Absolutely. Just shoving the, uh, the left tackle in uh, a corner Canyon, just back into the backfield. I was like, that kid yeah. it just, he's a dude. I mean, he is fun to watch. He's we've seen him a couple times in, in live and it's just every time that there's any sort of anytime there's anybody back there, you can just count on it being number nine. Anytime there's, yeah. there's a hurried throw or there's a sack or or there's any sort of uh, a tackle for loss. It just seems like that dude lives in the backfield. And yeah, he's fun to watch, man. He's. He's one of the better defensive players I think that I've seen this season. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you get the, I mean, he's leading the state in sacks. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. 11.5 averaging about like one point, you know, six a game. And then his teammate Tate Gunnerson, he's, he's got seven. Um, and then Dallin. Um, and then you, you've got some Bingham boys in there. Um and then, you know, the that's the one thing about um, that Skyridge, I think, has when you start to look at Skyridge and some of the guys that they have um, up there, uh, Pele Luna, they got uh, the Ross kid. I mean, those kids are just – they're so big. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas, uh, Dallas uh, Vakahali from, from West, he's a stud too. He's starting to get some uh, D1 offers. And then you've got Sam Sitanoa from Bingham. Um, you know, I mean, there's just, I mean, this list of, of kids is just, they're all just really good athletes and they're all, you know, big physical kids and they're all D one. Um, and they're, you know, it's just fun to, to, you know, watch these kids play. Cause you know, that you're going to probably see them playing on TV and a lot of these kids potentially could be playing in the NFL someday. I mean, they're, they're definitely that good. Yeah. They, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. I mean, as far as as far as size and and just skill set go, there's a couple kids I think in in each class. I think there's a couple kids every year that I mean, if 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 things go right for them and they stay healthy and and they get to a good program where they're able to develop and and um, kind of improve and 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 have some some good resources to help them out. I mean. As far as the the intangibles, the 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 makeup and stuff like that, there's a couple kids every year that it's like, man, if if things just go right for them, there's no reason that that you you shouldn't be watching them play on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, interceptions, like I said, a lot of these kids go both ways. Um, Leonard Bates or Great Granger and our boy Canyon Devries up in and I swear, I mean. He either has – Devery's up there. Weaver either has a pick or a house call, either a punt return or a kick return every mm-hmm. game. So he's – I mean, but those two have seven picks. So they're basically averaging just around one over one a game. 
And then uh, Charles Henderson at Kearns has got seven. Uh, Fisher Ingersoll has four. So he was second in the state in touchdowns. Uh, he's got four picks. And I know that I think two of those are pick sixes, long pick sixes. And then uh, 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 Smith Snowden. So he's only a he's only a 10th grader. He's got four from Sky Ridge. He's only a 10th grader. And yesterday on Twitter, saw that he picked up a Pac-12 offer from uh, from Oregon State. So he's uh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, he's that's I mean that's big time for a sophomore. Uh Kate mm-hmm. Harris has three, you know, some of these guys that, that were uh, you know, some of the the um just usual suspects, a lot of the same kids, you know, are on there and stuff like that. Um but, you know, I mean, it's just it's just fun to to see. Um, you know, it's there's just a, a lot of talent. Um I mean, if you move into 5A you look at the rushing touchdowns, Gabe Curtis, you know, he's leading 5A in five uh, as a quarterback. He's got 10 touchdowns. Um, Samuel Black, um, Chandler Jenkins, uh, Tayson Reed, that kid's really good. Um, and then you've got uh, Micah Beckstead. I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of these guys are, or, or quarterbacks, you know, you look at this list and almost all these, all these kids are, are quarterbacks. And so it, that dual threat comes, comes into play as well. Um, Tyler Nelson's on this list. He's got, uh, he's got four. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, a lot of these kids on the list. It's, you know, the same thing. It's, it's the quarterbacks that are dual threat running the football um, and also throwing the football too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's kind of an kind of an evolution of the game, like you said that that RPO, that run pass option that so many people are running nowadays that it that can be so lethal with with a, a quarterback that can throw it but also run it. It's, I mean, I think it's it's fun to see um, all these dual threat guys on on the passing list and on the the rushing list as well halfway through the year. Yeah, it's a lot of offense um, because yeah. if, you, if you go if you get into the rushing. I mean, Gabe Harris, or excuse me, Gabe Curtis, Brighton's quarterback, is actually leading six uh, A or excuse me, five A in rushing. He's got six ninety four, so he's going for a buck fifteen a game mm-hmm. um, as a quarterback. And then, actually, Chris Cook at Wasage, I really liked him when I went and watched him play PG. Uh, I think that he they actually ran the football on PG, and he's he's a good back. Uh, he he compliments Edwards really well on that read that RPL that they run and uh, he's, he's averaging 88 a game. And then, um, you know, Seth uh, ripped Rick rig Trump. I can't pronounce a lot of these names at Springville. Springville always seems to have a, a decent offense. And then Thomas uh, Waite at Maple mountain. Mm-hmm. He's shifty. I mean, he's fast. Yeah. He's quick. Um, he can catch the football and then, uh, taste and read down in Spanish. So a lot of those schools down, you know, in that region eight, um, they can, they can put up points and they can score and, and they're all, you know, really good, uh, really good athletes and, and good players. A lot of good skill guys. Yeah. Moving, uh, in five, a with the, the, some of the passing stats, I'm super bummed out, uh, about skyline Our our guy Braxton Bolingbroke, who's their quarterback, just having a, an awesome year. He leads the, yeah. he leads five A in touchdowns and passing yards. He's got twenty five TDs and and about seventeen hundred pass yards. And I'm bummed out. I wanted to uh, 
That would have been a fun one. Yeah, I was looking forward to getting out and watching Skyline uh, in a couple of these region games, but unfortunately, they've they've kind of had to shave their schedule a little bit, so uh, they won't be playing for a couple weeks, which is a bummer because he seems like he's just been electric out there, slinging it around, which is always fun. But I mean, you've got uh, you've got some studs on this five A passing list, man. And Jarrett Elmer at Salem is. Mm-hmm. is a, a dude uh we love Adarius edwards at wasatch he's got 19 wow. touchdowns um ethan jackson at alta he's, he's got 18 tds that kid's a stud that that combination yeah. of ethan jackson and um uh and uh deandre yeah Randall. yeah i was mm-hmm. thank you his name is escaping me but yeah those two are a, a good combination they're they're legit they're as good as they come uh across the state for sure yeah i wouldn't i think uh and then, I mean, and then you you have the uh, the running back Sam Black, who's who's uh, who's been having a really good year. So Alta, one of those teams to watch out for, man. Yeah. We talked about him earlier in the year, and and Didn't even uh, mention Tyler Nelson down at Maple Mountain. He's this dude yeah. too. Yeah, Tyler, and we love him, multi-sport kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got twenty-one TDs as a. As a quarterback, he's kind of one of those dual threat guys too that that does it um, does it through the air and on the ground. He's got he's got a handful of rushing TDs. So yeah, five A's loaded with some some talent, man. A lot of fun guys, a lot of yeah. fun uh, individual skill guys that you can get out and watch. Yeah, um, yeah, and then just like on the receiving touchdown. So so I don't know if this is a kid or not, but um, so so Jaron uh, uh, Kalama has has ten. And he's, I don't know if anyone saw this him stiff arming that uh, Maple Mountain kid on uh, on oh, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if I think that's him, that was um, is that him? I, I think it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, but then you've got uh, Morley Bennett and then Isaac uh, Visser at uh, at Skyline. Skyline, you know, they got a few kids, so they've got Tyler Limpert, and I mean, it, it seems like uh, Skyline's offense is pretty explosive because they've got three or four kids on this list that you know that are. Uh, you know, definitely good. Devin Johnson, um, the Maple Mountain tight end. Watch out for him. I think that in the next little bit, he's you're going to see him start to get some some D one offers. I think that you're, I think he's finally getting healthy. He had a, a, a bad hammy, but I think he's finally getting healthy and he's been going off. Um, and I think you in the next few weeks here, you'll probably see Utah and BYU offer him, and maybe mm-hmm. some some bigger schools too. But but he's a dude. Casein Hall's a dude. Um, you know, I mean, all, it's just, it's crazy to me that you just, you're getting all these, uh, these kids that are, you know, Deandre Randolph. I love him. Like, I mean, I just love to watch him play. He is, and he's another one where I'm just like, how are schools not offering this kid? You know, I mean, right. they're, they're just so good and they're so fun to watch. Um, but yeah, cause he's, he's actually, uh, Deandre Randolph's actually leading the state in receiving yards. So he's, he's about six fifty five. 20 yards to catch. I mean, that's, that's decent, decent uh, production. I'm pretty explosive for, you know, for a high school at the high school level. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for him to, to start to get a couple offers. It seems like every week he's got a, a highlight reel catch and, and he's, he's catching a touchdown. And I mean, he averages about a hundred yards a game, he leads the state or leads five A and, in receiving yards halfway through. So I hope, I hope people come knocking. Cause I think he's going to be one that, uh, 
that whoever ends up getting him, I think is going to be, be really glad that they did. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're not the only ones I, I see on Twitter all the time. People are, you know, offer this kid already, offer this kid already. And then, I mean, Woods Cross has, has two, two kids. So they've got Luke uh, Dastic, I think, I mean, man, what do you have the other day? Like or last week, 11 catches for like a buck something and a touchdown. I mean, 11 grabs. That's, I mean, that's a lot of catches. And, yeah. then, and then they have Luke Hyde, who's a D1 kid. Um, and so, you know, 5A has some really good uh, skill guys too. Uh, Derek Reeder from Viewmont. Uh, Viewmont's not a team that you you hear very much just because they don't win that much, but they, you know, he's, he's right there leading the state in average yards per game at 113. And so um, there's no shortage of talent in 5A either. And, and it's just, it's, it's really fun. I mean, because a lot of times, like we keep saying over and over, I mean, I keep saying something like a broken record, but it's like, you know, we always talk front seven kids, front seven, front seven, but now, you know, we're starting to get some D one talent at the skill guys and it's, you know, skill guys. I mean, obviously state championships are one up front. Um, and that's just kind of, you look at the teams and, and how they are and, and it, it starts and ends with the, the front seven, but it's like, what is it? Uh, drive for show, putt for dough. You win it. Yeah, um, yeah. You uh, up front is what gets you the dough, but I mean, for show or the skill guys. And it's fun to see some of these kids, these athletic kids start to just pop up all over the state. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, in 5A on the defensive side of things, you kind of touched on him uh, when we were breaking down our game of the week, but but Christian Wren at Lehigh, just yeah. just leading the, the, I think he's leading the entire state in tackles, but for sure 5A, he's got 110 tackles, so he averages 15 tackles a game. Um, he's a good-looking kid. He, he looks the part for sure, too. Super athletic, uh, quick. He, he He's one of those kids that just seems like any – Anytime the ball was handed off, he he had an arm in there and he was wrapping a guy up. Um, but yeah, I was super impressed with him. Uh, some other kids that are putting up some some huge numbers defensively. Brock Love at Lehigh, his his teammate has a bunch of tackles. He's got about ten a game. Um, uh, Adrian Metal from Bonneville. He's Bonneville's sneaky, sneaky good this sneaky year. Sneaky good. I like Bonneville a lot. I'm excited. Uh, Acres out of nowhere. Yeah, they've got a pretty fun one this week. So, uh, yeah, Bonneville, fun team. But, yeah, I think uh, defensively you've you've got some studs. A lot of these guys are guys that that go both ways. Uh, especially Bart, when you get – Dude, too. Uh, Brighton? Yeah, Lander Barton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's – He's just one of those. We talk about the kids that that are just a little bit different. When they're the kids that you walk up to a field and they just immediately stand out. They catch your eye just yeah. just looking at them lining up defensively. And yeah, he's one of those dudes that just, just looks. Yeah, we were we were talking to one of their uh, one of Brighton's assistant coaches and I or assistant basketball coaches. I had no idea he was a he was a hooper too. He he was saying that he like led their team in scoring last yeah. year or something. So he's, yeah, he's their best player, as he said. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an athlete for sure. Um, and then, you know, some of the other guys too, though, that um, that I think that – I mean, obviously you could probably name Josh Singh, um, mm-hmm. Jaden Ayu. I mean, those guys at Orem and, and Tim We already talked about Tim but the, those guys are just – you know, Kel Richardson, we didn't mention him, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a stud. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, 
And one guy, one kid that is, I see him on Twitter a lot too, is, is Peyton Patterson. He's always making plays and tackles there up at Farmington. He, he's a stud. And then Tyler, uh, Tyler Carl, I think he just got his first offer too. Cause I thought I saw him on Twitter as well. So I mean, it's fun to see some of these kids starting to get, to get offers and, you know, get looks and stuff like that, because, you know, just, it, it, it's, it's just really, I don't know. It's just fun because, you know, when, when you see a kid, they get an offer, especially when it's their first offer. Um, because once one comes and it's like, it's just, you know, it's like moths to a flame. They all just start to come after. So after you, right. you know, they give that first one out there, then you start to see others come in, but it's always fun to, you know, when you see that uh, on Twitter, when they say, I get my first D one offer, my first college offer, you know, it, it's really cool. Um, and, and as far as the DB goes, uh, six, six, uh, Actually, Provo plays or Salem plays Provo tonight. So you've got Jace Welsh uh, with six picks. Um, a Willie Oda, who's a dude um, mm-hmm. for Salem Hills, um, along with Hallows. I mean, and and uh, Reed. I mean, their their skill guys go both ways, but defensively, they're all. When we had Austin Leon. You know, he he mentioned that those Salem Hill guys, um, uh, Reed Johnson. And uh, Austin Hollows that he's worked with those kids and he thinks that those kids are, are legit. Um, Isaac Hansen at Alta, um, Orlando Martinez in Brighton, um, and then Isaac Visser. He goes both ways for Skyline. He's up there in touchdowns receiving, and then he's you know he's also got some picks as well too. So there's there's a there's a lot of kids that are um, you know that that are really good that go both ways. I mean, just like in six A, same thing with five A. Uh, you see these names on both sides of the ball making plays all over. Yeah, they. Uh, I think, and it's it's always interesting to me when you have. I think some kids are just so athletic, regardless of classification, that that you almost have to have them go both ways just because you're yeah. a lot better football team when they do. Like a like a Jackson Light, for example, he'll get in and, and yeah. play uh, play some defensive line as well, just because he's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he impacts the game on both sides. Um, but I think. I don't know. I think once you start to drop classifications a little bit, once you dip into 5A and down into 4A, it almost seems like just just strictly due to numbers, it almost yeah. seems like like they a lot of these kids have to go both ways just cuz it's a I mean they just there's not enough there's not enough kids that come out that are that are uh that are competitive enough to 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 make a, like a high school varsity football team super competitive. So a lot of these kids have to play wide out and DB or they have to play linebacker and running back. So it's, it's interesting to see uh, which kids go both ways and which kids don't and, um, and how that kind of affects. I think obviously long-term it's, it's ideal if, if you don't have to, or if you don't have kids go both ways, because yeah. you obviously get a break and, and not gassed, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not super gassed and, um, a little bit easier on the body, but, uh, but man, I got, I got a ton of respect for these kids that are, that are out there every snap, uh, every snap of the game playing offense and defense. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun to see a lot of those, a lot of those kids putting their, their talent out there on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I, I said it before and I mean, I said all the time, I feel like, you know, you, you, you might not have superior talent, but you've got superior depth. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that the, the perfect example of that for years was Bingham. Um, yeah. For the longest time, Bingham never had kids that went both ways. Um, right. And maybe that's why teams have caught up to him now, because there's a lot of 6A teams now that don't have kids that go both ways. 
Um, used to watch them play in East. Used to watch them play uh, Brighton. Used to watch them play, you know, uh, Harriman, where they they'd have to have kids go both ways, and it would be close in the first half, and then Bing would pull away in the second half, and it was just because those kids were gassed. I mean, some of those kids weren't coming off the field, especially on the front seven, man. That's that's a lot of snaps to be playing both ways and to deal with that. And you've got, you know, kids that are only going one way. It, it makes a huge difference. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely um, something to be looking at too. I mean, if you look at some of the, the D linemen in, in 5A, you know, getting sacks and, and stuff like that. Um, at Lehigh, defensively, I mean, Isaac Terrell, he's, he's got eight sacks leading 5A. Um, Josh, uh, Vandernacker from Oli. Oli's oh, got a couple of kids on there. Uh, Jackson Fulmer and, and him are, are both up there in sacks. Um, man, Bonneville sneaky. I think it'd be fun to watch, watch, watch them play just because I don't know, man. I just, out of nowhere, they're just, it's like a ghost. They just came out of nowhere. <laughs> they're going to sneak up and surprise and somebody. On, now they're on the scene. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going to get on get on a few teams. They've got a few kids on this list. Uh, Lander Barton on here. Um, uh, Talon Cook down at Salem Hills, um, a good player as well. Uh, but uh, kind of looking at 4A, I mean, 4A is kind of hard because we don't really get a chance to watch them play too much, which, mm-hmm. you know, is unfortunate because there is a lot of talent, um, you know, there. But, you know, as far as they go um, – that Nate Bushnell from Stansbury, he's a really good player. Uh, Walter Collins, Skyview, uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, they're, they're, they're at the top. Uh, Logan Schaub, uh from Ogden is actually leading 4A with 12. Uh, so yeah. it's interesting to see as you start to look at some of these schools and you can tell which teams run the ball and which teams throw the ball. Like Pineview, you can tell they probably sling it around because they don't have anyone that's up in there. Same same thing with um, you know Snow Canyon. They don't really have anyone up there. Um, Stansbury's got a couple kids in there. Crew, uh, Hawksford, he's got eight. Uh, Bear River, Jace Jones, he's got 10. Um, and then you kind of move down a little bit. Cade, Caden Cox, quarterback at Ridgeline. I really like him. He's a good player. He's got five. Then your boy Landon, is it Fry? Yeah, Fry. Yeah, Fry. I, I should know that, but he's a dude in baseball. Um, but he, mm-hmm. he's got five as well. So you see some quarterbacks popping up on here as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, Max Alford, you know, six. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's funny that you, same thing about every level. It's just kind of quarterbacks, um, you know, are, are kind of running it, running the show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Man, that uh, Logan show, but Ogden, he's got – he's leading the state in, in touchdowns, and he's already at that 1,100 mark uh, for yards. He's averaging 157 a game, so I don't know. I don't know too much about Ogden. I don't know really like who they've played, if it's uh, how stiff the competition is, but but my dude's popping off about 10 yards of carry, which is super impressive. We might have to look into uh, look into Logan a little bit more and see uh, see if those numbers are, are a little bit inflated or if they're legit, but right. nonetheless, on paper, he's he's having a hell of a year. Um my boy Crew Huxford, he's the he's the quarterback at Stansbury. He's got yeah. he's up there in in touchdowns and uh, and rushing yards, yeah. uh, kind of flirting with that hundred yards a game. So he's one of those dual threat guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you have and and Nate Bushnell, the running back right behind him, when you have a quarterback and a running back that are both 
that are both uh, threats on the ground, flirting with that hundred yard game or yeah. hundred yards a game. I think that's 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 one of the main reasons Stansbury. I think me and you were both super high on Stansbury, yeah. and I, think, I like uh, Stansbury a lot. Yeah, I think they're they're uh, they're one of, if not the better teams in uh, in four A right now. And you know what the the interesting thing to me. Um, when you look at all of these lists, especially in 4A, um, you would think, because I think, in my opinion, I think Skyview is the best team in 4A. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, Walter Collins is a back for him, and he, he's he's up there. He's He's got a handful of touchdowns. But um, as far as, like, rushing yards and, and uh, like, passing touchdowns and passing yards, you would think that, yeah that they would be kind of like up there like leading the state in these categories but uh but i mean i think that case and carlson at at skyview is uh i think he's a really good quarterback um he's got 15 tds on the year so far kind of a a handful of picks he's thrown a handful of picks but um but i think that happens when you sling it around as much as he does but yeah, I don't know. I was I was looking at all these four A numbers, and I'm like, man, I I would have thought to be a little like these these Skyview kids would be like leading the state in rushing and passing yeah. and touchdowns and and, uh, and 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 all these different categories. But I mean, I I guess that kind of speaks to a, how much of a, a team effort it is for them. It's not necessarily yeah. one dude that's Balanced. that's carrying it. It's it's a team effort, and I mean they're having a great. Uh, team season so i'm sure that they'd they'd much rather have that than any like individual have a great season i think they're uh they're poised to make another run at it and and i'm sure they're just i'm sure they're they're right where they want to be i'm sure they don't care as much as we do about individual numbers <laughs> right yeah for sure well it's, it's good to give them recognition but there's the quarterbacks that i like in 4a so i like uh i like uh Caden cox up at ridgeline obviously crew uh huxford that we talked about uh, Landon Fry, and then your boy, um, uh, Case and Carlson. I think mm-hmm. that those four are, I mean, they're just solid, good dudes. Um, yeah, and if you look at them, they're all uh, towards the top. Braden Burnell, uh, or Burnell at, at Pineview, leading 4A with 22. And then you got Caden Cox right behind him. Uh, Cox are actually same thing right there. I mean, you, you kind of got, um, Say like Peyton Weaver's actually leading this foray in passing uh, at Cedar Valley, the new school out there. So that's pretty cool to have a new school yeah. to, to do that. Um, but then you've got Caden Cox right there, uh, Braden Benel, um, Bronson uh, Barber at Dixie, uh, Jaron uh, Garrett at Cedar City, and then your boy, uh, Kaysen Carlson. But I mean, Crew Huxford rushing and throwing, I mean, he's he's pretty balanced. So he is a pretty dual threat kid. That's, I mean, I just, I really like, um, I really like Stansbury. I think they're a, they're a good team. And I think four is going to be fun too. I think there's a lot of parody there. I mean, obviously after Skyview, I think that there's, you know, a lot of good, you know, teams that uh, can all beat each other up to maybe take their best shot at, uh, at Skyview. Yeah, I think, and it's tough. Like we, like we said, it's tough to, to really get to know these teams with how spread out they are. But I think 4A might be the most like, like open classification. I think, I think in 6A corner Canyon is, is the clear team to beat. 
I think in, in 5A, it's going to come down to, to Orem and Timp, and there's a handful of teams that could could give them a good game. Uh, but in 4A, I think, I don't know, uh, I, I think there's a handful of teams that could be right there. I mean, Skyview got challenged. They they got handed everything that they could could handle with Ridgeline the other week. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a handful of teams that are, I don't think Skyview is necessarily going to run away with it by any means. I think, I mean, Stansbury, Ridgeline, Skyview, um, I think there's a handful, Park City even maybe, that, mm-hmm. that could uh, that could be right there. I think 4A is probably the most like balanced, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily have that, that, uh, that like one outlier that's kind of, I think, the, the, like the unanimous favorite. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm um I'm kind of excited. I wish they were closer so we could go watch some of those games. Yeah. Um, it's just more convenient when everything's more, you know, bundled up and and you know here um together. So uh David Hare at Mountain View. Um I don't know if you've seen some of his stuff, but he's 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 a good player. I mean Mountain View's got some some pretty decent athletes uh on their team and he's definitely one. So he's tied for the lead, uh receiving touchdowns with eight, and then uh, Dominic McKenzie Pineview's got eight. Uh, Jaden uh, Sargent and Logan, he's got eight. Um, Jack Cook, seven. Tyler Main, Preston Mann, and then Caden Clark. He's a uh, he's a baseball kid too. He's got uh, six TDs uh, down there as well. Um, and then uh, for Ridgeline, you've got uh, Jovessa Denami. He uh, he's a BYU commit. He's that. Uh, really good db for uh for ridgeline uh him and his teammate stratton simmons are, are right there in the mix as well uh with four and five tds so um tron grizzle um up at park city there at six um and so it's you know it's not overwhelming numbers as far as passing uh receiving touchdowns go um no one in double digits but they're all pretty consistent right there within that you know five four four to eight so um, you know, definitely um, decent, not too bad. It looks like maybe mm-hmm. 4A probably runs the ball a little bit more than they, they throw it. Yeah, and, and it makes me almost wonder. It makes me uh, it makes me wonder, like, maybe if it's just a different, uh, like, style of play or if it's, if it's uh-huh. maybe, to be honest with you, it could be just the level of quarterback. I mean, we talked about those, those yeah. quarterbacks just in Region 4 that, I mean, are getting – getting love from from national love um so i'm wondering if it's maybe they don't have an elite quarterback like that they can get out there and and uh really open it up and so they kind of live on the ground which works for them but yeah the the passing game just doesn't seem to be as prevalent uh here in 4a when uh, if you compare it to to like a 6a yeah no i i definitely agree because if you look at uh at the receiving yards, um, you know, they're that uh, David Hare, he's at 788, um, about 18 a game, a buck 12, uh, 18 a catch, buck 12 a game. Uh, and then Dominic McKenzie, they throw it a little bit down there at, um, at Pineview at 748, 20, 20 yards a catch, uh, a buck, 06. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, they're all kind of, um, Strat Simmons at Ridgeline. Um, some some of the same seeing the, some of the same kids on there uh, that you, you see um, at uh, throughout. So looking at tackles, um, 
yeah, right there, about 13 a game, 91. You got Matthew Mason, uh, Hunter Lewis, 83, averaging about 12 a game. Uh, Pay uh, Ty uh, Stansberry, about 10 a game. Um, and so you, you're kind of looking at these defensive numbers, um, interceptions, five. It just seems like all the numbers for, but the, the Chris Esperanza from Mountain View, he's actually uh, tied with um, John, Henry, uh, John Henry Daly at 11.5 uh, sacks. So, so as far mm-hmm. as sacks go, they're, they're up there. But everyone else, it seems like they're, they're, their numbers are a little bit down or a little bit softer than, than 5A or 6A. Mm-hmm. And it might just be, I don't know, it just might be the style of the game. It's really hard to tell when you, you can't um, get on the sideline and watch him play. You know what I mean? Because that's the one thing that we do. We get out and actually get on the sideline, and you can actually watch these kids play, size them up, and, and really look at them. And so not really watching too many of these 4A games um, – other than on, you know, like rewind or, uh, you know, highlights or things like that. It's just kind of difficult. Uh, it would be fun because I always go up and watch the 4A semis and and when they get up to the turf, I'll, I'll watch the semis and stay at that late, cold 6.30 game. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Bring a jacket. When, like, the stands are just empty because it's usually St. George schools and they're all, you know, or that region, uh, region 10 where they're all just, you know, from down there and they, they're all up here. So their fan base isn't that big. It just feels like it's just an empty stadium after yeah. six <laughs> or whatever. You got like right. a Bingham versus Sky Ridge where it's like just a pack, you know, well, as, as packed as it can be for, um, for Rice Eccles, but it's definitely, you can notice a difference, but I like to watch those schools, but, um, but yeah, that was just kind of some of the, we just thought it'd be fun to kind of go through some of the numbers and recognize some of the kids as we're, you know, halfway, a little more than halfway through the season and just kind of talk a few kids, kids that we like and, and just kind of recognize some of them. And so that'll kind of, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, the kids and, and pre, you know, prelude to uh, some of the games. So let's just jump right into our pick six where uh, each week we pick six games. Um, like we talked about earlier, each region, each week now is regions are heating up. So it's really fun. So uh, the first game that we have, game number one, we have Weber going to Davis. Uh, I, it's still going to be a really good matchup. Uh, kind of a head scratcher last week. Davis or uh, Weber, you know, lost to Layton, which I did. I couldn't believe, but uh, I think they're right there in the mix. I love Canyon Davies. He's a stud, but I I like Davis. I like Chance Trujillo. I like Ferguson. I like Spute. I like their offense. They impressed me against uh, Roy. I mean, I don't think there was a loser in that game. It was such a great game. It was sad that one team had to lose, but I'm gonna go Davis, and I'm gonna go, and they've been putting up some points, man. So I'm gonna go Davis. 30 I'm going to go Davis 3521. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think it's going to be a really fun one. Weber the last couple weeks has kind of scared me a little bit with a loss to Layton and then beating Fremont by 3. Uh and I think Davis is really good. So I'm going to go Davis uh I was kind of right there. I'm going to go 3428. So I think it'll be a close one, but I think Davis ultimately gets that one. Um in our second game, we got an, a Region 4 game. Should be a really good one. We got AF at PG. Um, man, this one's going to be fun. I think uh, PG, I think they've lost the last two games. So they might be uh, they might be falling on hard times, I think, with that Region schedule. I think, man, I like American Fork a lot. They, uh, they kind of tripped up against Sky Ridge. But I think American Fork's going to get this one. 
I think they might put it on him a little bit. I'm going to go 49-21 AF. Oh, wow. Okay. I like AF too. This is the original. I mean, these are the two original AF, PG, and then you had Lone Peak and Sky Ridge kind of branch off from there. So this is this is the original rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. And so they they don't like each other at all. Um, and so it always makes for a fun game. Uh, and I like AF too. I love I love Maddox Maxson. Love me some Maddox Mag- Maddox Maxson. I can't pronounce his name, but I like, <laughs> I like Fisher a lot too. Fisher Ingleside. I mean, they're just dudes. Um, and I think it's I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. But I think that they put up some points, and I think that PG might score a little bit more. So I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. But I think it's gonna be, um, I think it's gonna. I'm gonna say forty two twenty eight. AF. I could see it. Yeah. So on to game three, this is another fun one. Region seven, um, Alta going to Lehigh. I think these teams are really close. I think they're really balanced. I think they kind of mirror each other a little bit. Um, I, I think Alta's a little banged up. So, but I like Alta a lot. I love their quarterback. I love that dynamic duo, DeAndre uh, Randolph, absolute stud. Uh, so I'm actually going to take Alta in this one, and I think it's going to be 28-21 Alta. Yeah, this one was a tough one. I kept going back and forth. Uh, I think the same thing. I think Alta's a really good 5A team. I was pretty impressed with with uh, Lehigh, although they lost that game last week. Um, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. Love Christian Wren in the middle. They had some defensive dudes. Um I'm actually going to go Lehigh in this one. I think okay. it's going to be a close one. I think they're going to bounce back strong after a loss. I'm going to go Lehigh. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 28-24 Lehigh. Okay. So then our uh, our fourth game is a fun one. We got Stansbury, or, uh, yeah, Stansbury at Mountain View, which yeah. is going to be a fun one. This will be a huge, uh, uh, a big region game. Um in that uh Probably for second place in the region no, yeah they're 10 aren't they are they yeah 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 region 10. 10 so both teams both teams are three and one in the region um both teams are five and two overall so i think it's going to be a i think it's going to be a fun one i um but man i like stansbury i think they're a really good football team i think what they're one of the better uh 4a football teams in the state of utah coming off a a huge win against Ben Lomond <laughs> 70 to seven. So I think they're going to be feeling good about themselves. Um, I think they're going to go beat Mountain View. I think this one's going to be a pretty close one, but Stansbury is going to pull away. I got them winning this one, 35, 21, 35, 21. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, this is six and seven in the RPI. So they are close. Um, you know, Stansbury's lost two games, so they they gave Skyridge all they wanted, and then they lost on the last play, basically the last play of the game to Park City. Um, so they're you know their two losses are very close losses to good football teams. I really like Stansbury. I mean, I, I think that they're they're going to let the Stallions run again, and I think um, they're going to get them probably in that same area. I'm going to say I'm going to say forty two twenty eight Stansbury. Game uh, game five down south, um, going all the way down south to Dixie, Dixieland. Um, we've got Snow Canyon at Pineview. I think that this is – man, this one was tough. I went back and forth on this one um, mm-hmm. because I think these are two really good football teams. But I'm going to ride Snow Canyon. I think Snow Canyon might – you know, this might be their year, catch lightning in a bottle, going to mm-hmm. do it. So I'm going to say – and they, 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 they score some points. So I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say – 
38, 35 for Snow Canyon. Yeah, I was, I was, I was also just going back and forth. Couldn't decide. Um, man, I like both teams. This, this probably is for the region. Both teams four and all right now. Um, so this probably decides it, but man, I like, I like, uh, what I see out of pine view on paper. I think with that, uh, with that, that passing attack, Braden Bunnell leading the, the, leading yeah. a lot of four a categories in passing. Um, I'm going to go pine view on this pine one. View. I think it's good. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Um, I'm going to go 35, 31 for pine view on this one. Nice. Yeah. I went back and forth on that one. The last three weeks, yeah. the one game has come down to literally like the last play. And I think you've got me every single time. You got me. Yeah. Crossed. <laughs> you got me Stansberry, um, uh, park city. And then you got me Dixie, um, snow Canyon. So this might be another one that might be just like that. Uh, yeah. This week, this week should be fun. We've got, uh, a little bit more, a little bit more parody than we usually do. There's a few games that we're, we're different on, which always makes it fun. Yeah. But then our, uh, so our sixth and final game, I think it, it's, it's only, it's only right. If we go, uh, to region seven and we go Orem Timpview. I think this is, this is going to be one of those games that, um, that I think we very well could see a rematch, um, come up at the turf. Um, we both are really high on, on both of these teams. Timpy's defense is as good as it gets. Orem going for that four peat. Um, they've got uh, they've got the tradition. They know how to win football games. This is another one that I just kept going back and forth and back and forth. I think I'm gonna go Orem on this one. Yeah. I, man, I like Timpy a lot. It's tough for me to pick against them, but I think I'm gonna go Orem on this one. Just because I don't know if Timpy is going to be able to score it enough, uh, right. their offense I think still has some question marks. Um, so I got Orem in this one. I got him twenty four fourteen. Okay. No, I'm I'm kind of right along the lines with you there. I, I'm thinking the same thing. I, I like Tim. I I think Timpy's defense is better than Orem's. I just mm-hmm. think that Orem's more balanced. Their offense is that much better than Timpy's. I just like like we you talked. I think Timpy's offense um just is needs to get a little bit better their defense is that good but i think the orem's a little bit more balanced on you know both sides of the ball um as far as that goes so i I was thinking somewhere right around there i was thinking 28 21 for orem so yeah yeah Yeah. well yeah it's for sure going to be a fun week of football uh um make sure if you get out and watch a football game i mean it's coming down to to that time of the year where, where we're about to play for it all. So if you have a chance, watch a game on TV, get out and watch one, uh, go cheer on your local, your local high school football team. For sure. And don't forget to follow us on social media. If you haven't shame on you, 